your ability to remember people's names is one of the things that will set you apart because most people are like, ah, I just no good at remembering names. Can't remember names. I hope there's a name tag. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money, but it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hello, grown-ups. Are you guys bad at remembering names? Yeah, I'm not the best at it. But we all have to stop shrugging it off because it matters a lot. And frankly, as a grown-up, you need to get better at it. Getting names right can carry a lot of weight. And it is essential if you are going to be successful in the long run. It shows that you care. It shows that the other person matters to you. And it shows that you listen, that you're paying attention. Adam Carroll learned that early in his career, getting a name right led not only to sales at the clothing business where he was working, but to a lifelong mentor and friend. These days, Adam is the host of Build a Bigger Life podcast and retreat. He is also the author of four books and the creator of the documentary Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, which is now, by the way, on Amazon Prime. Oh, and he's also got two heavily watched TED Talks. Before he was this super accomplished guy, Adam had to learn some tough lessons that helped make him a financial grown-up. Here is Adam Carroll. Adam Carroll, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Bobby, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. First of all, congratulations. You are part of our new cast on Money with Friends. So we're excited to have you as part of that show as well. I am thrilled to be part of that group. I know I'm in esteemed company. Uh, The names that you guys listed off on the opening show for for this season, I was kind of blown away to be a part of that selection. So thank you. Well, we are thrilled to have you. By the way, you are Team Joe. So you'll be on with my co-host and partner, Joe Salcihai, and we're excited to have you on that show as well, but you've got a lot going on yourself. People may have first known you, first discovered you as the uh, brains behind the documentary Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, which is now on Amazon Prime. You can also get it on the website by that name. You also run the Build a Bigger Life podcast. You have two TED Talks. You do a lot of speaking and, of course, a ton of educational material. The stuff that you put out is so powerful in financial literacy. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, my background as a speaker started in the high school and college market. And I realized, Bobby, that the questions that I was getting from students were more about money, less about how do I be successful or how do I make it through college? They were talking like, hey, my grandma gave me $2,000. What should I do with it? Or I have $60,000 in student loan debt and I have two more years to go. What should I do? You know, those kinds of questions. Mm -hmm. And it occurred to me that we have this ill-prepared generation of people for the money decisions that they're going to make. And we live in this world that's largely financially abstract. The money isn't even real. You know, it's all just zeros and ones transferred through Venmo. So it it doesn't feel real. $60,000 in debt. There's no context behind that for most young people. And I just wanted to address that. So I've been creating stuff for the last 15 years to do that. 
And you're going to share a money story from when you were just starting out, actually. So it really relates to all of that. We're going to have a common theme throughout this episode, and that has to do with names and the importance of names and how that translates to success and having more financial security. Tell us your money story, Adam. Well, my one of my very earliest jobs, I was selling suits for a clothier called Tom James. You may be familiar with it. They they visit upper level executives in their offices. We had to ring up people every afternoon. We made 80 dials every single afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. And the goal 80 was, calls. 80 calls. Oh and the goal out of 80 calls was you had to get at least 15 people on the phone and set at least five or six appointments for the following week. Well, one of the gentlemen on my list was a man named Jim, and the last name was H-E-B-E-R-T. And I was young and naive, and I kept calling up and asking for Jim Hebert. They teach you all the different tactics, you know, just ask for Jim, ask for Mr. Hebert, uh, it's Adam calling for Jim, you know, those kinds of things. And at one point I said, I'm calling for Jim, this is Adam Carroll. And she said, Mr. Bear is not in. And I had been calling him Hebert for months at the, up to that point. And so finally I went, ah, it's Bear. it's French. I'm going to make sure I say Jim Bear next time. And the very next time I called his office and I said, it's Adam Carroll calling for Jim Bear. Is he in? They said, oh, he is. Yeah, just a moment. So I got on the phone with Jim, set an appointment, and then I got in to see him. And this is where the story kind of gets interesting, Bobby. Jim is in this very nondescript office park in Colorado. When you pull up to the building, it's one of those old drab concrete buildings that doesn't look like it's had any work done to it over the past 20 or 30 years. Lots of luxury cars in the parking lot. But when I walked in, it kind of had that smell of like musty old you know, carpet that had not been changed in, in again, 20 or 30 years. I walk into the office. There's lots of oil and gas photos all over the wall. And I go in to sit with Jim Bear. And he immediately starts asking me questions about myself. And at the time I was about to get married, so I was engaged. He just completely caught me off guard. He said, well, where are you going on your honeymoon? And I said, well, we haven't really firmly decided, but it's likely going to be either Hawaii or Fiji. And Jim asked me, have you ever been to the Bahamas? And I said, no, I haven't. And he said, well, would you like to go? And at the time, Bobby, I'm thinking, are you asking me to go to the Bahamas with you or asking if my wife, my, my soon to be wife and I would like to go? And he said, no, 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 you, you know, you and your wife could go to the Bahamas. You could take my yacht. Now keep in mind, this is the first time I met him. You just met him. I just met him and have not even shown him my shirt fabrics or anything that, cause he said, I'm not a suit wearer, but I will, I'll buy some shirts. And so he's asking me if I want to, you know, take his yacht. I said, Jim, man, I I appreciate the offer. I don't even know how to take that. I said, what is your yacht like? And he points over at the wall and he goes, well, there's a picture of it right there. And there's this like 75 foot schooner looking yacht. And at that point I was kind of, again, dumbfounded. And I said, Jim, I don't know the first thing about captaining or piloting a yacht. I don't even know what you call it. And he said, oh, don't be silly, Adam. There's a full-time captain on board. It was kind of in that moment, Bobby, that I realized I have a lot to learn, first of all, in the business, but a lot to learn from this gentleman. And he and I became good friends. He invited me to his country club. We had lunch a number of times. I never did take him up on his yacht offer because I just thought it was too much. But um, 
he was the one who got me started in this process of teaching people about money because he said, there's a book I want you to read. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. So he handed me the book. He said, when you're done with that, I want you to read The Cash Flow Quadrant. And then uh, he handed me that book. And from that point forward, I just started amassing this mass, as you can see behind me in my office mm-hmm. here, just a massive library full of fi- personal finance books. And he really was the one who, who got me started in the process. And it was all because I knew his name. All because you knew his name properly. And why do you think he sort of bonded with you? What was it when you look back? Because this is someone that made a huge difference. I mean, and why does he, does he offer every salesman that comes of, you know, to use his private yacht with his captain? I mean, why so generous? I mean, now that you got to know him, have you ever said to him, hey, we had just met? That was kind of a big thing. I had that conversation with him and I said, I really can't accept the offer. I had asked him at one point, Jim, just out of curiosity, how much does it even cost to put gas in the yacht to get to mm-hmm. the Bahamas? And he was flippant, like, I don't, it's probably six or $700. I don't know. But it was non, he was nonchalant about it. And so I don't know that he was that generous with everyone. But in some of our conversations at the country club, he kept telling me, you need to think bigger. Your mindset is as small as it is ever going to be right now, and it will only get bigger. So I just want you to pay attention to that. Down the road, Bobby, I found out that his wife was a PhD in molecular biology. She had invented a way, a mechanism, that a vehicle would run on the inside of an oil tanker and spray this foam that would remove all of the coagulate or whatever that was on the walls of the tanker truck. And then they could vacuum out the foam, clean it, and use it again. So she was making millions and millions of dollars in royalties on this invention. So it occurred to me that this gentleman who had so much to teach me had also been about 25 or 30 years advanced in his career from where I was. And what I have reflected on looking back is that in the past 20 years, I've also come a long way in my career. And I meet with 20 year olds and I tell them, give them advice. I don't necessarily have a yacht I can give them. Uh, but I give them advice to try and, you know, give them a leg up the same way Jim did did for me. Yeah, mentors are so important. What is the lesson from this money story for our listeners? You know, number one, mentors find a great money mentor. Number two, we talked about names and the theme behind names. My grandfather was amazing at remembering names. He would run into people he hadn't seen in 20 years, and the name was just at the top of his mind. And he told me one time, Adam, the sweetest sound in the world to another person is their own name. And I, I have taught college students this and, and young professionals that your ability to remember people's names is one of the things that will set you apart because most people are like, I ah, just no good at remembering names, can't remember names. I hope there's a name tag. So on that note, for your everyday money tip, we're going to talk about how you can remember names because you do have some specific techniques and and remembering people's names is something that really can lead to success and to financial success. Yes. So my everyday money tip is this, get really, really good at listening intently for someone's name when they introduce themselves to you. Be more concerned about what their name is than you saying your name. Because what generally happens is, If you and I were meeting for the first time, Bobby, I'd say, hi, what's your name? You'd say, Bobby, I'd say, my name's Adam. And I'd walk away going, I nailed my name that time. I nailed it. It was two syllables. It was super confident. But instead, I need to say, hi, what's your name? My name is Bobby. Bobby, it's so nice to meet you. 
Bobby, if you don't mind me asking, where are you from? And then you would answer. And I might say Bobby again somehow, but I'm working it into my own mind. So I will never forget your name. One other quick money tip on names. I see it spelled out over someone's head. So Bobby, I might say, how do you spell it? How do you spell your name, Bobby? B-O-B-B-I. B-O-B-B-I. So every time I saw you, I would see B-O-B-B-I sort of spelled out over your head. And I might even say next time I saw you, hey, Bobby with an I, what's going on? And some people are endeared by that because if you are meeting a Haley with an I-E or Haley with an E-Y or it's H-A-I-L-E-Y, people really care about how their name is spelled. Um, my wife's name is Jen and it's two N's and it bugs her when people have one N for particularly those who know her well. So there is something about your name and remembering it in my mind will get you business. Very well said. Great advice. Adam, I know you have a very busy fall. Tell us what you're up to. Well, I'm up to a lot on the financial side. We're gearing up for another build a bigger life season where we will do a couple of retreats in 2021 I've got a number of people in a small group coaching program that I am helping them eradicate debt, fix their money mindset, and ultimately create uh, what I call a 10-year freedom plan, which is being financially free completely in 10 years or less. And then on the other side, I'm, I'm doing a lot of culture work, a lot of develop leadership development and things like that with companies. And that for me is, is a bit of a pet project, but I love it. And I was kind of raised in that world, so I'm still doing it. And then obviously Money with Friends, which is going to be a blast this season. Money with Friends with you is going to be amazing. You're going to be co-hosting with Joe Salcihai a total of eight shows. You're going to do four recordings of two shows each. And we are looking forward to having you as part of the cast of Money with Friends. Your YouTube channel, by the way, is really good. Um, It's Adam Carroll Speaker, if people are looking for that. What are your other social handles? Uh, You can find me at Instagram, adam.carroll. And I am on Twitter at just Adam Carroll, at Adam Carroll, A-D-A-M-C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Thanks so much, Adam. Thanks, Bobby. Okay, my friends, financial grown-up tip number one. Another way to remember names, association. Adam recommended this to me after we wrapped our interview. And I actually remember I had learned this in college. So this is what you do. Whatever the person's name is, you think of someone that you know that has that name, a similar name, or maybe someone famous that has that name. And then you associate them with that person. It works. Also, using their name frequently in the conversation, yeah, it's a cliche, but it does work. And by the way, I noticed Adam was doing it during our interview. Financial grown-up tip number two. I was shocked that Adam had to make 80 calls to sell that high-end clothing, but it is a reminder that this stuff is not easy. And to be successful, sometimes it's both a numbers game as well as being just a little bit better, maybe a lot better in some cases than the competition. Doing things like making sure you personalize each call and know how to pronounce a name making sure to spell check all your written communication, and of course, following up appropriately, never too aggressively, but appropriately. A sales call could turn into more than a sale in the case of Adam. Of course, we know it turned into a lifelong friendship. And speaking of friends, as we talked about, Adam is part of our Money with Friends new season, which kicks off today with my friend David Bach, author of 10 New York Times bestsellers, including The Automatic Millionaire, 
And of course, his most recent book, The Latte Factor, which I am very excited I got to write a blurb for. Make sure you are subscribed to the Money with Friends podcast. And if you want to catch us recording those episodes behind the scenes and ask our co-host questions, you can subscribe to the Money with Friends YouTube channel. We also post show notes there so you can see the personal finance stories that we talk about and read them in their entirety. I would love to hear how you remember names when you meet people. DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1, on Twitter at BobbyRebel. I've also got a list of 25 everyday money tips from our all-star financial grownups that you can get for free. Just go to my website, BobbyRebel.com. Big thanks to Adam Carroll for helping us all be financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.